so I had to really, you know, start from scratch again, uh, which basically I did it. Everything that I own right now, I did it with $30,000 that I have left over. So I own like $6 million worth of real estate right now and all started with $30,000 that I had left over. What's going on guys? Welcome to the Creating Wealth Podcast where I, Kyle, from Kyle Curtin Real Estate, interview local top dogs in the real estate investing, wealth building, and personal finance industries. Let's build together. What's up guys? Welcome to episode 108 of the Creating Wealth podcast. Today, we have the great pleasure of chatting with Moises Cosme. Moises is a rock star real estate investor out of Lemonster, Mass, and licensed agent at Atlantic Coast Homes, and the owner of Vienna Property Holdings, an awesome local property management company. What's going on, Moises? How are you, my man? Super excited to have you. Doing great, man. Great day, great day. I love it, man. Absolutely. We definitely had some pretty nice weather out there today. Can't complain. <laughs> definitely took advantage. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So to kind of jump right in, my friend, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, kind of your introduction to real estate, your superhero backstory, if you will. Sure. So uh, basically everything started in um, 2002. Um, I was selling cars. And I sold the car to a owner of a mortgage company. And because I was bilingual, he offered me to give me a job on the spot. Uh, so decided to go check it out. Uh, loved what he was doing. And I did mortgage lending for 10 years. Uh, after the mortgage lending, I moved over to do real estate. I uh, got my license, started doing real estate uh, all with the end goal of being an investor at one point. Um, and here I am, 2002, and we are doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. That's wicked cool. That's quite the way to, to kind of get started into the industry, you know? Did you um did you kind of have clients that were investors and like like certain gears started to turn and be like, huh, like this, um, this stuff is pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, what made it what made it really interesting, I always wanted to own properties. Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought that if I knew how to do loans and then I got into real estate, I would have most of the information that I needed. Um which I was still short. Um, because <laughs> we need a lot more information than that. Um, but it, it was a good framework um, to be involved in the transactions and understand it from the lender's point of view and then as the buyer as well. Definitely, man, 100%. That's a really cool lens to be able to like, you know, kind of uh, kind of jump into things for the first time, you know? Instead of like, you know, most people that like just kind of like find out about it and like don't really know too, too much about what's going on, like to kind of have like a real like, like real solid direction, you know, about like one of the the really big aspects of the investing space, you know, the, the kind of the lending end of it. Correct. So how did that kind of um, kind of translate towards like that first property? So I, I was involved on a flip just on giving them money. Um, mm -hmm. I wasn't too much involved in the actual process of it. 
Um, I, I knew that we bought a condo in Boston, uh, three family in Boston, and we did a condo conversion and we sold it separately. And I saw the returns on that. Uh, and that really started everything off because I was like, well, wait a second. If you can buy a property and do a condo conversion and you can make X, I want to do that. Um, and that what really inspired me to, to then start looking even more into that. Um, I already had a framework of how much properties were going for because I was helping people either finance it or helping them out with the um, actually finding the house. So it was just needed to find out the, how much work it would take to get that property, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, that came afterwards, but um, I already had a decent frame framework to start with. That's awesome, man. That's wicked cool. It always blows my mind, like seeing like, you know, people, especially in, you know, a market like Boston, it's like, like super expensive, like everywhere, you know, and right. seeing like, you know, these, these like regular triple decker buildings and like people doing all these like crazy projects and everything. It's kind of funny, man, because my, um, my parents grew up in Charlestown and one of my aunts used to have a triple decker in Charlestown, like way back in the day. And then they, they moved out of the city and, and kind of got away from it. But, you know, kind of looking at like that neck of the woods now, you know, I, I don't know too much about that, that space by any means. I, I don't do really anything in, in Boston, really. But, you know, to see like, you know, a regular triple decker like that, you know, that she used like, you know, some of my my parents and my family grew up on the second floor, like she had the third floor and, and whoever had the first floor at the time. And now years later, you know like somebody's able to come in and like literally do like a really crazy like like rehab on like you know all of those units and like split everything up and you know each one goes for like probably well over a million a piece and it's just yeah. it's really cool stuff man it's unbelievable yeah so i mean most of so i got into that i i really i already had like eight properties in 2008 before the market dropped and i got absolutely killed uh, oh. when the market dropped uh, because even when you're buying stuff, I, I had the money to buy the stuff and I would just, I didn't understand really the process. I had an idea, but I fully didn't understand it. So I was buying properties up, you know, whatever they were selling on the, on the market, uh, not understanding buying something cheaper. Um, obviously in case the market drops, you, you kind of insulate yourself somewhat from that happening. Um, and I lost pretty much everything at that point. Wow. Um, so I had to really, you know, start from scratch again, uh, which basically I did it. Everything that I own right now, I did it with $30,000 that I have left over. Um, so wow. I own like $6 million worth of real estate right now. And all started with $30,000 that I had left over. Wow. That's unbelievable, man. So, yeah, the last 30 grand that I had, um, I really... Put that money into a really beat up house that i bought in gardner for 60 grand i put thirty thousand dollars down i got a rehab loan and i rehab most of the house with that um and then waited six years for the market to come back up and then that propelled me to really have everything that i have right now wow that's nuts man oh my so. goodness yeah. How was that kind of like, cause I, I was eight years old at the time and in 2008, so I'm not too, uh, not too, too, yeah, so, um, I mean, just familiar, like, you know? surprise. And you know, I, me having five properties at that point thinking, well, 
you know, this is only going to be for a few months, you know, so maybe the market would turn, you know, in a few months yeah. and then a few months, you know, became a few more months. And then it was almost a year. And I was like trying to keep all the properties afloat. Um, obviously again, because we didn't have, I didn't have a real understanding of how it should have been done. I was just buying properties because I saw it in the market and, they were asking for you know through two fifty and I was like great two fifty I give it we'll to do it <laughs> yeah so, yep. not understanding that part you know obviously when people didn't pay rent that it was on me so I was thinking yeah. well maybe I'll cover it for now because the market might come back you know in a few months and that didn't happen so I was just dwindling everything away so at one point I was just like you know what we need to let it go I need to do something with the last thirty grand. And I figured, let me just buy one property because if, if I can just get one, I know I can probably make some moves again. And that's what happened. Definitely, man. That was something that was just going through my head was like, you know, how was that like in relation to, you know, uh, I guess kind of like the demand for, for tenants and like, because obviously, you know, like if, if the values tanked, like, yikes. <laughs> but yeah, which, which, which was, you know, you bought everything at market price, right? And not understanding, um, you know, the people, as soon as somebody stopped paying, I was under, right? Yeah. I own a couple of single families, which it makes it easier to manage, but when they don't pay you, you don't have multiple properties. So in a three family, somebody doesn't pay, you still got rents coming in for two more apartments. Yeah. So it kind of softened the blow, right? Uh, so I own five out of, four of their five were single family houses. Oh, Which, gotcha. Mm -hmm. So getting pay, I didn't have a backup of like, oh, well, maybe the second floor or third floor would pay. And then that's most of the money there. That didn't happen. So uh, I was living in a three family that I own, uh, that I also put my family in there to live with me. Mm -hmm. so it was uh, multiple bad decisions all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, nobody could have uh, could have expected something like that, though. You know, like that's that's how everybody. I feel like most people out there think is like, oh, you know, like if if I can just pick up like a bunch of properties, you know, like it's a fantastic idea, like because it, it it is, you know what I mean? And just kind of some of those situations that might be like completely unexpected, you know, that um, kind of tested things a bit. Right. So that um that project in Gardner. So it's kind of funny, man. Like I never actually really heard of Gardner until probably like two years ago. <laughs> and not too many people did either. Uh, <laughs> we've probably done over 15 flips in Gardner. Wow. Because uh, I was doing flip when really nobody wanted to go there. Mm -hmm. uh, so I lived there. So I knew the area. Um, and I knew that it will, it will get there. At some point it will get there. It just takes so long to get from Boston to here, you know, the overflow. Um, but it happened and I caught it just on time to do all the flips that I did in that area. Um, but literally in my street, I think it was only two houses besides mine that was lived on. Everything else was foreclosed. So everything was empty when I bought that house. So you can buy a property in Gardner at that point for 15, 20, $25,000. You can buy a multi. Those were the prices back then. Now That's those same properties now, you know, 300, 400. Mm -hmm. So, you know. It's definitely uh, definitely gotten a pretty increased popularity 
yeah. very recently. <laughs> yeah, very, I mean, very. It, it all happens because, you know, Lamester gets too expensive, it overflows to Fitchburg. Fitchburg gets too expensive, overflows to Gardner. And then, you know, now that's why you see the prices in Gardner, Athol, Orange going up because the overflow just keep flowing to those areas, you know, keep going route two west, you know, they just keep overflowing that way. Definitely, man. It's super interesting, like kind of how it works, you know what I mean? Like how everything like kind of spreads out and Absolutely. you know how people might get like priced out you know and but it's like oh you know it's the next town over like you know it's not that bad and then that just keeps happening over and over and over and over yeah, again yeah exactly yeah it's crazy stuff <laughs> yeah, absolutely that's cool man so take us kind of through you know like you do that first project in gardner things go pretty well you know you're um you know kind of back on the horse i, I guess you could say what's kind of like the next moves after that you know is it like continuing to look for yeah so basically so what i did was i so once i sold the house for 180 uh we made i made one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on that purchase i bought a property that it was on my wife's family um i bought that property in lancaster and i rehabbed it completely two years later i sold that property and made three hundred thousand then from there on out, um, I bought I bought a two-family, actually it was a two-family in the front and a single family in the back. It was considered a three-family in Lamister. Uh, and what I did on that was I split up the two houses into two different lots and sold each house separately. Um, and you know, that was another move that after that move really propelled me to do it all by myself. I had some investor friends on the first couple of houses. But after I split the, the three fan, the two family and the single in Lamister, uh, basically that, that really propelled me to be like, okay, well, now I have the money, I have the knowledge. Now let's, let's push this forward now. Absolutely, man. That's super cool. Were you able to use like conventional financing for it? Like, cause it was like a three family and then, or did you so have to- everything that I bought it was, at that point I did it with Enterprise Bank, 25% down because I didn't know anything else. Um, so I did it with uh, Enterprise Bank, 25% uh, down. They give me 100% of the purchase of the refinance, I mean, renovation. Um, so they gave me all the rental. I split up the lots. Uh, we finished renovating the two family, sold it for 300, which was my note with all the work included. And then when I sold the single family for 256, that was all profit. Beautiful. That's nuts. <laughs> but that's understanding a little bit more that that was a non-conforming lot, uh, that they already had their own separate driveway. So we already had a lot of things there. It just when people don't know, can't see the, the potential on something like that because the house was already in the market. Um, and people were scared of that. And you know, knowing how everything works, you see an opportunity in something like that. That's unbelievable, man. It, exactly like you said, you know, to be able to have the the vision to be able to see things that, you know, most people, to your point, you know, like, might, you know, kind of get scared off by or, or intimidated by. Um, but there could be like, just an, an absolutely unreal potential, depending on who's actually looking at that, you know, from from a certain angle. It's It's really crazy stuff, man, you know, like, even something that was going through my head recently was like, even like, 
like driving down the street like I, I don't know why like this just like popped into my head recently but like even like just driving down the street like you know like on my way to work or something like that like the amount of like properties whether they're like single families or like commercial like you know like storefronts or, or whatever it is like there could be so much opportunity like and a lot of like problems that you might be able to solve or like you know opportunities that you might be able to give people like literally just going down the street and like like they're there like it just needs like one person like actually reaching out and being like oh hey you know like we might be able to you know would you consider an offer on this or you know whatever the case may be but it just i don't know it was just kind of one of those weird things that happened one day i was like oh like literally like who knows you know like maybe uh you know this guy is trying to move to florida and like he's in like a really like you know kind of tight position and like things are messed up or you know this guy has a like an office building and or you know this company has an office building or something and there's like a ton of vacancy like you know like who knows like maybe you could be a guy to be able to take an opportunity like that you know like bring it to someone else or like you know pull a bunch of people together and like like just really like just implement like some sort of strategy or something like I, I mean, I we, know, it just... we problem solvers right as exactly. an investor that's what we are we solve other people's problems and the reason why we get good money is because we the bigger the problem the bigger the profit really right Definitely. so if they would have been able to do that they would have done it already yeah. but they can't so they need an investor to come down and say listen I will give you X because I'm going to fix that problem for you, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's what we try to do. And I, I always look at every property on how to maximize the value on it in every single way. Definitely. You have to look at it that way every time. Absolutely, man, 100%. And it's, it's really crazy. Like, I mean, a, another story, you know, kind of along the same vein, there's, um, there's a... An investor up in New Hampshire named Mike Ketchen. I'm, I'm not sure if you you know Mike Moses, but um, he did a project. I believe it was last year, and there was a uh, a property that was literally like built out into the water on like I don't know if it was the seacoast of New Hampshire or, or what it was. And I'm kind of butchering the story because I'm trying to remember the, the the big pieces of it. But basically, like this property, I don't know if it was on stilts or. But anyway, like like part of it was in the water. And it was on the market for absolutely forever, you know, like price kept dropping and everything like that. And like nobody could get insurance for it because there was no insurance company that wanted to touch that thing with a 10 foot pole. Well, Mike saw a huge opportunity there, had a, a phenomenal insurance company to be able to, to come in, get, a, you know, build a solution into this thing. He ended up buying the property and like made like a, a crazy amount of equity off of it. And like, like I just, those kind of stories are just wicked cool, man. You know, like yeah. just seeing I mean, things from bought, a different angle. <laughs> I bought a year, a year ago, I bought up the old plumbing and hitting a Lemister, which is nice. in Princeton Street. I bought a building. It was, like I said, it was an old plumbing and heating company there. Uh, it was in the market for almost, I don't know, maybe a year. Um, and we're going to take that down and we're going to put 18, 16 apartments and two commercial offices there. Beautiful. You know, so, and that's been, it was there for almost a year. Like I said, you just, you have to look at certain things with a different lens uh, to be able to come up with these things and then, you know, make, make more money and something like that, you know? A hundred percent, man. And it's, it's really cool too, especially like, 
you know, who you surround yourself with and like always, you know, like consuming uh, some sort of content or, you know, like reading books and stuff like that. Like, I feel like just the more that you consume and like the more kind of conversations that you have and stuff like that with, you know, a, a lot of the different people from like meetups or, um, you know, just from like Facebook and social media and stuff like that. Like, it just it's it's such a wealth of knowledge that you're able to to just pull you know what i mean like i think networking period in 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 this business of like mm -hmm. investors um property owners landlords the people that you meet and the more network that you include yourself with um it's going to help you regardless um and you might go somewhere and everybody does a little bit of real estate or they know a guy um and the more connections you make with different people, um, it will bring you, maybe not now, I've done things with people that I've met them 10 years ago. And now we're doing something together after 10 years. Um, so it might not be instantly, but it will grow. And then you will find yourself doing something that you met with somebody, you know, five, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a really beautiful thing, you know, like you never know who you're going to run into and, and exactly, you know, like who, what opportunity could come up like years down the line and who knows, you know, it's, it's crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Moises, I did want to ask you a couple of questions from, uh, from this list here. Sure. Um, so what do you consider to be the biggest variable to expanding your portfolio? I know networking is a, a big one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we do a lot. Um, we do a lot to call sellers directly. Uh, mm -hmm. So I don't just depend on like, oh, this guy have a deal. I our market for specifically, you know, multis or properties that then you work. So I have that already built in into my business. Um, so I don't really depend on just you know, a uh, wholesaler bringing me a deal. Uh, I Most of the deals come from me um, because we get a ridiculous price when I go, you know, my partner calls, I go into the house and I'll price it out. Uh, and we have a really good report on what his job is and what my job is. Uh, so most of the deals that we do comes from ourselves. Uh, and then all the deals that I've done is because I know the investor friend of mine call and say, hey, Moises, I want you to jump with, with me in this deal. Let's do it together. And then obviously we do it. So that's most of our deals have come up with. That's awesome, man. The power of the, the off market is, is crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so how, um, one, another question that I, I really, really like to ask people, it's, it's always pretty interesting. How do you define wealth? Time. So the time that I'm getting back, um, the reason why I wanted to get more involved into investing, um, I wanted to have more time with my family. Um, as a real estate agent, I was pretty successful, but I was always on the go. Um, so I came to a point that um, my son said at school that I didn't live at home anymore. Uh, and that was shocking to me because the reason why he said that is because he didn't see me that much because I would be gone by the time he woke up. And then when I came back, he was already asleep. So in his eyes, it was true. I wasn't home. So that really made a, a huge impact 
to change what I was doing. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, I need to think, how can I make more money and spend more time at home? Um, and then I decided to slowly leave real estate uh, of like transaction and get more involved into investments and holding properties. Um, so that's, to me, the time that I got back is wealth. <laughs> uh, obviously, it doesn't hurt when you have, while you sleep, you're making money. Uh, that's also great. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the, the best of both worlds there. Exactly. I actually, I, I remember, um, I remember when you, you gave the presentation in Lemonster uh, at the meetup a, a couple months ago, and, and you, you mentioned that. Um, you know, like when, when your son said that, like it, it really like hit me hard, man, you know, like just kind of like the, the balance, you know what yeah. I mean? Of like, I know, um, you know, like, uh, Nick and, uh, you know, a lot of those guys, uh, refer to it as like the five apps or there's like a, you know, a million different like things for balance and stuff like yeah. that. But, you know, just kind of like making sure that like, you're able to fulfill like a lot of those different areas. Cause like, it's, it's so interesting, man, you know, because like, I, I feel like most of us in general, you know, kind of regardless of, of the field that we're in or our activity that we're doing, like, it's like, you might lean like too far in one direction sometimes. And then like other things start to suffer. And like, you don't really know until like, like certain things are happening and like everything's kind of going on. And it's, it's really interesting. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Especially um, when you're motivated to get to a certain point. Right. Yeah. And, and you like focus on like, I need to get here. Yep. And, you know, for myself, it's like, I'm going to get there regardless. I don't care what yeah. you say, I'm going to get there. And, you know, you can lose yourself on that, right? And just because you're so focused on that, the people who love you the most end up taking the brunt, the brunt of that, right? So yeah. it was very difficult for me to, at, at some point, like trying to balance life, family, work, because I'm like, well, if I need to be successful, how am I going to pull this off? You know, so yeah. it took some time uh, to figure that out. And, you know, the more deals that I did and the more properties I started holding and then, you know, money started coming in without me doing too much at that point, it started changing a lot of things, you know, and then I could start figuring out, okay, well, my schedule is only from this time to this time. And that's when I'm going to work, uh, which it, I never really had like guardrails on like, you call me at 10 30 at night, 11 o'clock, I will pick up the phone and what do you need? How can we, you know, how can we do something? That was me. So, you know, putting some, okay, well, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, I'm done. You know, like I need to shut it off and spend time with my family. So it was, it was, uh, it was hard to, to get it all together. Definitely, man. I, I can imagine, you know, especially like, you know, with the picture that I feel like, you know, society paints off and, you know, of, of entrepreneurs and investors, like always going like, you know, sleep is for the week, like, you know, and like, it needs to be going around the clock over and over and over and over again. And it's, I feel like there's, there's definitely a couple pieces of, you know, kind of the, the general stigma of that, that are, are missing. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, I mean, I, you, I mean do, like, you do need that, like, you know, I need to go and get it, but you know, you can, can't forget that, you know, especially if you got a family with you, uh, you can't leave them behind, you know, because it's going to fracture it. Um, and then, you know, you're going to have all that issues besides that. So definitely, man, 100%. So what is, um, what is something that you thought about 
business networking or wealth creation that kind of changed as you went along? Business. Um, that you cannot do every, as a business. You cannot do it all yourself. Um, and to me, I, I align myself with people who are more successful than I am because uh, I need to learn from them. Um, I'm always learning. You know, I might have a lot of knowledge and a lot of things, but I'm always learning every day. Uh, I'm flexible. Um, but to me, having somebody else do something that you're not good at um, is key. Um, I'm not really, can I do spreadsheet? Yes. Uh, can I sit on a computer all day and do things? Yes. This is not what I like. Uh, so once I started understanding what my strong suits were and how can I replace the ones that I didn't want to do, uh, things really started taking off. Definitely, man. It's, it's super crazy, you know, like, and especially, you know, some of the books and, and stuff like that out there, like the one thing, um, it seems like, you know, uh, oftentimes, like, you know, like you hear from like, you know, some of those books and, and podcasts and stuff like that, like, almost like, like you said, you know, finding like the smallest, like quantity of things in your business that like you absolutely love doing. And like, you can like really hit the pavement like all the time and, and just keep hammering it. And then, you know, kind of delegating things out as necessary. And it's yeah. a really cool thing, especially, um, you know, with the implementation of like, you know, virtual assistants and, and stuff like that. I don't know if you kind of dabble in the, the VA space. I, at I, all, did, but. I did at some point. Um, yes, I did. Uh, it worked. It just the phone calls they were making for us when, you know, when you got to make a phone call about a short sale. Those are very tough conversations to have. Uh, and you get a lot of no's and a lot of people who are not very happy that you're calling them. So that's that was the reason we tried them just to see how that will work. Uh, but my partner, his main job is back in um, computer, anything that has to do with that, that's on him. Um, you know, I will take care of property. I will take care of renovation. I will take care of the, the, how the property is going to look at the end. Negotiating with contractor, cabinets, granite, whatever. That's my job. Um, so I'm always out on the street, just talking to the people, negotiating different things. Uh, that's that's really where I where I stay. That's awesome, man. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it is a, a really, really, um, really, really cool thing. You know what I mean? To uh, yeah, to, to kind of be able to like, you know, delegate some of those different pieces and, and stuff like that. Because it takes so much time. So if if you're really good at one thing, but you don't have enough time to do it, it's going to hurt your business. Yeah. So if I got to sit in front of my computer all day to try to figure out a spreadsheet to make sure that my business continue running smooth, then I don't have time to actually be out there talking to people or talking to sellers to try to sell, you know, buy their house. So um, you need to put that into perspective and see where where your time is well spent, where you're going to make the most money, you know, with your time. So. Absolutely. What's, um, what's kind of a tip that you might be able to give for people, like just kind of, whether it's like, you know, starting to, um, you know, kind of like jump into the real estate space and maybe like starting to do lead gen and, and kind of like beginning where like, you know, most people are, are just kind of like starting to do everything themselves and like, you know, trying to get things set up and, and stuff like that. So if you're going to do lead gen, I mean, 
it's you can't just try for a couple of weeks and stop. Like you have to continue. And this is it's all a numbers game, right? The more people you talk to, the more no's you're gonna get, but you're also gonna get a yes in there. So if you only talk to 10 people, right? That's not enough. You need to talk to a hundred to maybe get one, but you know the number now, right? Yeah. So this is a numbers game in anything that we do, right? The more properties we're gonna see, we're gonna get one yes out of that, you know? But if you're only doing two or three, you're really not giving yourself that many chances to get a yes. So you have to keep grinding when it comes to that. Um, and investing, um, I, I like to tell people to understand how to calculate how much, how much thing costs on a house for renovation, because then that will help you kind of get an idea of like, if you have a deal or you don't, instead of just waiting for an, a contractor to come in and give you an idea. So I tell everybody who's trying to do this, try to get an idea of how much thing costs, you know? how much that roof will cost, how much a new heating system costs. So like that in your head, you're already calculating an, uh, an estimate of how much it's gonna cost to fix the house. And that will help you greatly. Um, if you don't know how to do a market analysis, maybe you wanna partner up with um, somebody who does business in that area, another a realtor who does business in that area. So you can get a market analysis on the property. You know, So you don't have to learn everything at once, but you can start getting people that will help you get there. You just need to figure out what do I need and then start looking for that. Um, and then, you know, you just need to get really good at one thing. If you can get really good at one thing, you can monetize that. Um, and then you can bring other people in uh, with you uh, for the ride, but just learn as much as you can. I love that, man. Absolutely. That's awesome. <laughs> so Moses, I got one more question for you, my friend. That oh. question is, do you read? And what is your favorite business investing or real estate book that you would recommend to anyone? It can be anything you consume. So I, do, yeah, so I, I mean, I read a little bit about everything. I, I don't really read. I just use um, Audible when I'm driving in the, in the car, in the truck. But uh, the book that I, I keep going back every time I read it quite a bit or I listen to it quite a bit is the uh, your next five moves uh, by Patrick Big David. Um, it's an awesome book. Uh, it's like every time it, it's a great book because it really has nothing to do with real estate, um, but it focus um, on lining uh, your thinking um, it, it just gives you this sense of like, man, I can take over the world. Uh, once I stop listening to that book, you know, um, it gives you some examples of how to deal with um, different things on your business. Um, you know, it's over having, you, so just like the title says, right, your next five moves. So you're always thinking ahead in any business, right? And that's that's what makes us really good at what we do because I'm always thinking ahead. So I can see if if we're gonna have an issue, I can see that already. And, and that comes with knowledge of the business, right? So I'm always thinking if I see something that's not going right, I know that's gonna happen, when's that gonna happen and how I'm gonna fix it if that does finally happen. Uh, so it teaches you 
how to look ahead. Um, to always have something in the working just in case something happens, you already have something in the workings. So it's a great book. I love that, man. I, I've heard the title. I haven't came, I haven't run across that one yet. I definitely will though. Those yeah. kind of books are super powerful, man. Absolutely. Like, those ones are, I'd say those ones are, are probably more, I don't know. I, I think I, I like to read like more of like those, you know, like mindset and, and kind of like, I don't know, like, like just like those like business, like general business kind of books. I mean, obviously like with the real estate, like tactical stuff too, but like, I, I really like that, you know, like foundation setting, like that specific, like, like kind of category of, yeah. of media, you know, so it's, I, it's really I listen to some podcasts and, and books about uh, investing or it, it just, to me, I, I'm always careful on what I really follow because you know, when you listen to a podcast or you listen to somebody talk about in a different state, some things are not very similar here. You know, yeah. oh, I bought a property for $40,000, $50,000, and I did, you know, 30 deals that year. Well, you know, yeah, none of the properties here are $30,000. <laughs> you know, and all the properties are super old, which, you know, you take into account you know, the renovation and all the house compared to something that was built in the 80s or 90s is completely different, you know? So when they're talking about certain things like that, I'm like, well, really that doesn't apply here, you know? Cause that's, you can't use it here, you know? You're dealing with a 200 year old house, <laughs> you know, nothing is straight on the house and the bigger the house, the more money gonna cost to fix it, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. I, I've always been curious to kind of um, like look at some of the the multis in other parts of the country, where, like you said, like they think you know something from like 1980 in in that kind of area is is pretty old, and right. then you come up to like Lowell or Lemonster. Like my building in Lemonster, my neighbor tries to tell me it's it's from like the 1800s or something. It's definitely before 1900, but never yeah. looked into it. But yeah, definitely. Like, like some of the things in that house, man, I'm still finding things that I haven't seen before, like 13 months later, you know, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, you see, so it's super interesting to do, you know, flips here or buy real estate here because compared to other places, um, you know, I, I was talking to somebody in Arizona and they're like, yeah, this old house, 2007 and 2006, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's like, that's like brand new here, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you built kind of you know so compared to all the houses that we got to deal with you know mm -hmm. absolutely so. i do kind of dig it though you know some yeah. of those like the ones that have been around for a couple hundred years and especially you know in like like lowell and, and like some of those you know kind of kind of markets you know it's yeah i mean the cool. character, some of those houses the craftsmanship on those houses were amazing <sighs> beautiful um, so, you know it is in some of the houses, it's really cool, and some of the houses is really a pain. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but so far of it. Exactly right. <laughs> but cool, man. Thank you so so much for coming on, Ham Wises. This was absolutely awesome, man. We're on um like social media and stuff. Can you be found? I'll put anything you want down below. Um. So basically, M Three Innovations Inc. Um, that is on my Instagram, uh, and then Moises Cosme, uh, in Facebook. Um, you can find me on those two. Um, so typically I'm, I'm not really that great on social media. Um, so I need to get a little bit better when it comes to that, but um, <laughs> that's not, I'm always out 
man, I'm always out talking to people. That's that's what I do. <laughs> I hope out any way I can. I just got actually a call today from Tony, um, Anthony Valera. Uh, hey, asking, yeah, yeah. So asking me about uh, a property that he needed help with. So that's that's I mean that's another thing that I love to do. You know, help people out. It don't matter. You know what it is. If I can help you, I'll definitely will. Absolutely, my man. I love it. Thank you so so much, Moises. This was Thank great. You, Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, guys, that concludes our Creating Wealth podcast episode for today. I want to thank every single person that has listened this far. It really means a lot to know that people can learn from me and with me as we build wealth together. Hopefully, you can take home at least one thing from this podcast that will improve your life just a little bit. If you could, please check me out on social. That's at Kyle Curtin Real Estate on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm on Bigger Pockets. Until next time, let's build together.